Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. One more time, let's give them our best praise today. Wow. I am so glad that you're with us today. Stay standing for just a second. And I just want to greet all of our locations that are joining us. One church, six different locations, and I'm glad you're all here. If I haven't met you, my name is Aaron, and you're at the right place today. If you're a guest with us and you're kind of searching for a church, you're trying to figure it out, let me just say this. The search is over. Welcome home. You found it here at Radiant Church. Come on, one more time. Let's give it up for our guests that are with us. You picked the perfect day to be at church. Not only is it Vision Sunday, you're going to kind of hear a lot about who, what we're doing this year as a church, but also um, it's just a great time to start the year off with God and year off in worship. And by the way, we got brand new Radiant Church t-shirts. How sweet are these shirts? I love this. And so um, I told him, I said, listen, if we're going to make t-shirts from now on, I'm tired of cheap t-shirts because I'll get a Radiant Church t-shirt and not to down it, um, but I'll get the t-shirts and I'll wash them and then they become these like belly shirts. We all had it happen. So I said, listen, if we're going to do t-shirts, we're going to do really nice t-shirts. And uh, not only are we going to do really nice t-shirts, we're going to print 4,000 of them and we're going to bring them on January 2nd and anybody that attends gets a free t-shirt. And so that's what we did. So you get a free t-shirt on your way out today. So uh, listen, you already paid for it. You're, you're, you're the one that, that that is generous. So you might as well take a shirt. So love it. Hey, uh, grab one on the way out there. They're a lot of fun. And you're like, well, my friend, what's going to be here? And they didn't get a shirt. Well, they can't get a shirt. They weren't here. Okay. So uh, let them come another week and we'll maybe give them out again. We'll see. All right. Turn your neighbor, fist bump someone, and you can be seated. So good to see everybody today. Every year I pray for a word for our church, um, kind of direction of where the Lord wants to lead us. And so I had a word for last year. The word was stretch. And boy, was it a year for us all to be stretched. Not only were we stretched in our faith and stretched in our giving, stretched in expansion as a church, we were stretched. And, and so that word kind of came true in a lot of ways. And so I really prayed a lot about what the word would be for 2022. And honestly, I don't know if I've ever been as confident that I've heard from God in my life as I am right now about this word and how it's going to really define our entire year together. And so I want to give it to you. If you take notes, I want you to write it down. If you don't take notes, hear, hear me out. Listen, here's your New Year's resolution. Start taking notes. And so you're four times more likely to remember it if you write it down. My team works really hard, and I have to have these messages done way in advance just to get thousands of notes printed out for you every single week. So make sure you get it. Write it down. I'm going to talk to you about our word for the year on Vision Sunday. And, and the word this year is health. The word is health. And I, what I'm really believing is I'm believing that God is going to help us become the healthiest church in America. And not only healthiest church, but you're going to have the healthiest marriage. Your kids are going to be the healthiest. You're going to be healthiest in your mind. And I'm really believing that this is going to be our year of health. Can I hear a good amen today, church? Third John 2 is a great prayer, and it's a prayer I'm praying over you this year. It says, I pray that you may enjoy Good health. Hey, who wants good health this year? Good health. And, and then it all may go well to you. So it's not just spiritually, but it is spiritually. It's not just in your marriage, but it also is in your marriage. It's in every area of your life that it may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. So, so as, we, as we get your soul in order, we're going to see how it affects every area of your life. And it's truly going to be your, your best year yet because we're going to be healthy this year, and I, I don't think even with the pandemic and what's going on in our world and the crises that are being faced, it's a perfect opportunity 
for us as a church to focus on this. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to flip open today to the book of John, John chapter 5. It goes Genesis, Exodus, John. That's not right. <laughs> you get the idea. John chapter 5. Some of y'all are new to the faith. You're like, it's not Genesis and Exodus, John. I know. All right. John chapter 5, and it's a story of Jesus, and it's Jesus confronting a person who is not well. And I want you to get this because he, he, there's some super huge truths in this passage of when you're at a place where you're sick, there's a struggle in your life where you can learn something of how to get to a place where you, from unhealth to a place of health in your life. He says it like this in chapter 5, verse 1. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals, and now there is in Jerusalem a sheep gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Verse three, there's a great number of disabled people who used to lie there, the, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. Just pause for just a second. Isn't it interesting how people with the same issue always seem to gravitate together? Have you noticed this in life? Like, they, you know, all the gossips at work, what do they do? They all kind of get together, don't they? All the people that have the marriage problems, they all kind of get together. Be very careful who you're listening to, because many times you're listening to a lot of people who have the same exact issue that you've got, and you're trying to get advice from people that, that'll never get you out of what you're in right now. Uh, all the cat people, they all kind of get together, right? Like, it's, 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 we see this kind of disabled group, all right? I had to throw one out. I had to set a tone for 2022, okay? <laughs> and once there was a man who was an invalid for 38 years. How many years? That is actually how old your pastor is too. 38 years. That's an old guy. Old time. And in and, and 38 years, he has this issue. That's a long time. And some of y'all are walking into so issues that you've, you've had for decades now. And then Jesus saw the man laying there. And he had been in this condition for a long time, and he asked him a question. Now, you would think the answer to this question was an obvious yes. But Jesus asked the question because he knew that just because you have an issue doesn't mean you want to get out of your issue. Just because you're, you, you're struggling doesn't mean you want to see breakthrough in your life. So he asked him, and look what he says. He says, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? Like, are you okay with where you're at? Or do you want to get to where I want to bring you in life? And I've come to just with a lot of passion today. I'm fired up with this idea of shaking you out of your comfort zone and saying, listen, God does not want to keep you where you're at. He's got so much more in store for you. But the question is, do you want to get well this year? So I wrote it down this way, and, I, and it's kind of the title of the message, and I'm going to combine it because that word well is used all throughout the, old, the New Testament when healings happened in people's life. So whenever people got healed or got whole, they use this word well right there. So I want to give it to you. Here's how I wrote it, and you can write it down in your notes this way. It's simply, do you want to get healthy? Do you really want to get healthy? Do you want to get healthy this year? Do you want this year to be a year that you progress and move forward? Or do you want to stay in your issue that you've been in for so long? And let, let me just give you a definition of what I mean by health. Because um, I, I went through and, and did so much digging and tried to find the best definition possible. And here's what it means to be healthy this year. And here's, here's what I believe God wants for your life, no matter what season you're in. It's simply this. It means you're free and fully alive. Free and fully alive. 
I think this is so important because so many of you guys, you've been bound up and you've been struggling and, and where the marriage is at and where the kids are at, you just feel like you hit a wall every single time. And I've come to announce to somebody today that God has come to bring you into freedom and to see you fully alive. Come on, give them better praise than that today, church. Here, here's the other word. The other word for it today, it's It's complete. So it's, it's a holistic thing. It's not just freedom and, and, and alive in your spirit. It's also in your, in your life, in your relationships, in your finances. So we're going to deal with a holistic healing this year of your life. And in every single way, we're going to target different areas where you might be sick. And we're going to see you walk in the health that God has for your life. So, so what I've done is I've designed our entire year around this idea. So I'm going to give you the six health crises that we are going to address in this start of this year that I think will connect with you. And we're going to start them this way. Here, here they are. They're right there in your notes. Number one is that in January, we are going to deal with the spiritual health crisis in our world today. And I don't know if you understood it, but there's a, there's a great falling away from the faith that's happening right now. You as a Christian, church-going American, now you're the minority in America right now. You're the minority. And by the way, that stat that came out was before COVID, before the pandemic. You are already the minority. So now they believe even for more people have left the faith and they're wandering and, and they're struggling. And I want you to know that what's going on in your life, if you'll fix the spiritual problems, you'll be able to fix everything else in your life. So I wrote it down this way because you might not understand it yet. You will understand this month that the struggle you're facing right now is spiritual. The struggle is spiritual. It's more spiritual than you think it is. That attack on your life, it's more spiritual than you think it is. The fact that, that you're struggling in that relationship, it's more spiritual. And until we deal with the spiritual issue, we'll never be able to advance into the other areas that God has for our lives. So here's what it is, ready? It's that this will be your best year yet, if it is your best year spiritually. So I want you to have your best year. And I, I, I say this every year in January, this same statement. And I believe it with all my heart. My year is dictated on how well I'm doing spiritually. Every single year. So you've got to make a decision to go, am I willing to deal with this sickness in my life? If you feel disconnected from God, you feel dry, you feel like I haven't really connected with him, let me tell you, you're going to get that straight this year. Because if you will deal with the spiritual, you'll be able to deal with all the rest of it in your life. So that's why we're doing revival nights. That's why we're taking three Wednesday nights. And by the way, they're only here at South Tampa. So it's going to be wall-to-wall, crazy, packed. And so you better get here early. You better hear, it's going to be a longer service than you're used to. And we're going to pray for everybody. We're going to have moments where we're believing God for miracles. We're going to take you deeper than you've ever been before. These are moments. Why? Because I want to shake us out of our spiritual complacency and get us to where all that God has for our life. we got to deal with the spiritual in our life. And that's why we do 21 days of prayer and fasting. And it starts today. So if you've never prayed and fasted and done this uh, combination, it will change your life. So what we do is we take 21 days to where we focus on these two things. Number one, we're going to focus on prayer. And what is prayer? Prayer is your connection with God. And at 8 a.m. on on every single Saturday, we're going to join together in all of our locations. We're going to pray. You're like, well, what's in it for me? You get to pray for an hour. You're going to see breakthrough in your life. You're going you're gonna to have an hour-long prayer meeting and a meeting with God. It'll change you. It'll help you. And we're going to do that on every Saturday. Because why? Because prayer connects you with God. 
So, so, so I'm not your solution. We pray. That's why we wear our little pray first bracelets. You should have got them on the way in today. And you're going to remind yourself, before I do anything, this month I'm praying first. It's in my connection with God. But we also combine it in January with fasting. And people don't like this. They don't like denying their flesh at all. Here's what fasting does. Fasting disconnects us from the world. So not only are you praying to connect with God, but you're fasting to dis disconnect yourself from the world. So that's why some great things for you to fast. Fast social media. Why? Disconnect from the world. Some of y'all need to fast watching the news. Just turn it off for 21 days. Uh, fast, fast uh, you know, uh, scrolling or streaming or whatever it is. And then, and then there's biblical fasting when it comes to food and removing sweets and removing things that you crave. You go, well, my flesh really wants it. That's what you're telling your flesh, no. You're breaking off the world and you're connecting with God. And listen to this. The combination of the two is powerful. If you've never done the two together, it'll, it'll change your life. So it's not too late. You can start right now. And for the next 21 days until uh, January 22nd, on Saturday, January 22nd, we'll be done. And we're going to see miracles in your life. And here's what I'm believing for, okay? Today, you should have gotten these cards at every location. If you're here at South Tampa or at the Heights, they're in the seat back right in front of you. So I want you to pull that, that card out right now. Every single person is going to have one of these cards. And here's what we're going to do is we're going to believe at the end of the service that as you fill out this card, we got about 15 minutes and when we fill out this card, sometime over the next 15 minutes, in between taking notes and really paying attention to this message, you're going to write down a prayer request. And you're going to write down something you're going to believe God for for this next 21 days. We're going to trust God. It was so awesome to me to go um, every, every January, I write out massive, I do it every month, at the beginning of the month, like major prayer goals. But then I wrote out my major prayer targets for the whole year of last year. And I wrote out, about 15 of them I wrote. Eight of them were totally answered almost to the T, like answered, like, I mean, miracles that, that, that I prayed for, things that could never have happened in my own, things that I wrote out on a prayer list. I'm telling you, God works when we pray. So write those things out. Watch what will happen. At the end of the service, we're going to hold these things up, and we're going to submit them to God. So we're going to turn this whole room into a prayer room. So I want you to fill those things out for the next few minutes. And we're going to believe God for the next 21 days for miracles in your life. And by the way, we're going to continue this, and we're going, to, we're going to get into some habits of getting you spiritually healthy. So you're not going to learn my habits, because my habits are not all that great. We're going to do a series starting next Sunday, say next Sunday, and it's called The Habits of Jesus. And I'm going to give you four habits that Jesus had in his life that he did on a regular basis that separated him from everybody else. And if your life is going to be separated where you can connect to the Father and make an impact in the world, you're going to need these four habits. You want to know what they are? You come back next Sunday, and you're going to learn the four habits of Jesus. And I, I think it's going to be an amazing series. We're going to start that next Sunday. So we're going to deal with the, health, the spiritual health crisis. Number two, we're going to deal with the relational health crisis in our world. People are weird relationally. They don't know how to date. They don't know how to have, be friends with people. They don't know how to get married. They don't know how to stay married. Uh, the stats of divorce in the church and outside of the church are the exact same. And that's a shame to me. They actually did a stat. They did a, a survey that the average churchgoer has a 50% chance of divorce, just like the world. But if the couple attends church together, prays together, serves together, and is in a group together, those four things, they did a survey of people that do all four of those. The stat went to, from 50% almost to zero. So you have a 100% success rate in your marriage if you do it God's way. Problem is, is nobody knows what God's way is. So we're going to teach you it in February. We're going to have a love, sex, and marriage series. It's going to be awesome. And by the way, if you have radiant kids, you should probably put them in radiant kids. 
because it's going to get a little PG-13 in here, and it's going to be awesome. But the world has already talked about it. I think it's time the church talks about it. And we get relationally healthy. Can I hear a better amen than that today, church? And then we're going to go into our EXO conference, which we do. We, we didn't do it last year, but we'll do it this year. And we partner up with Gateway Church in, in Texas. And, and so we get a lot of their stream in for that. It'll start on that Friday night. And it'll go all day on that Saturday. And, and I'm telling you, it's going to be here at South Tampa. We have room for 450 couples. And it will sell out probably this week. So you need to be there. If you can't afford it, we'll help you pay for it. I want you there to take your marriage to the next level in uh, February 11th and 12th. So mark it on your calendar. That's why I'm telling you so far in advance. All right, number three is that we're not only going to deal with the relational help, then we're going to get into March and we're going to deal with your financial help. Because there's a financial health crisis. People are being crippled by debt. They don't know how to save. By the way, this is not a tithing series. It's not a giving series. This is a money series, a stewardship series. So we're going to look at God's word, which the, the idea of, of how you handle your finances is the number one topic mentioned throughout scripture. So we're going to deal with this, and we're going to get us financially healthy. We're going to have some workshops and how to get you out of debt and different things you can do so we can take your finances to the next level. And I think it'll be huge for you. Now, uh, then we're going to get into Easter. We'll take a little break for Easter. Then after Easter, the Sunday after Easter, we are going to deal with, for the very first time in our church, we're going to do a mental health crisis series. And we're going to deal with all issues of mental health. We're going to get God's take on what, how do we deal with depression and anxiety and, and all these struggles in our mind. How do we find freedom in that? We're going to deal with mental health. I think it'll be a huge series for us. Then we're going to go into at the movies. We'll have a lot of fun with that. After movies, after at the movies, we'll do um, July. We'll get right into uh, an emotional health um, crisis, and we'll deal with the fact that y'all need to learn how to deal with your emotions, and how do you deal with bitterness and anger and unforgiveness, and we'll deal with that all during the summer. And then in August, you're going to want to take a vacation, and you're not going to because you're going to know this is the one you should not avoid out of all of them, is that we're going to deal with your physical health. And we're going to put you on, uh, we're going we're gonna to do some kind of like, uh, you know, competitions and some fun stuff, and we're going we're gonna to get us all healthy. I, I don't know. I, I just leave this, this up for just a second. I want you to get the vision of this. Imagine if our church dealt with these six areas and these crises and said, you know what, we're going to address them head on. We're going to get God's take on it, and we're going to become the healthiest in every one of these areas of our life. How we are able to get healthy so that we can be a help to a lost and broken and sick world. Because listen, a sick world cannot be helped by a sick church. So let us take the lead in saying this year, we are going to get healthy in these areas of our life. Can I hear a better amen than that today, church? So Jesus asked him a question. He says, Sue, do you want to get healthy? And I hope your answer is yes, but look at the man's response. Stay with me for just a second. Look what he says. He says like this in verse 7. Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. So the, the, the idea back then was that an angel would come down every so often, would stir the water. The first person to get into it would be healed. So he says, I have nobody to help me to get in. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down in front ahead of me. Now, pause. How long has this been, man been sick? 38 years. Now, I don't know about you. In 38 years, I'm going to find one time when that angel comes down that I'm going to shimmy my way over to that thing. I, mean, I don't care how, I don't even know what this is, but I'm guessing this is how you shimmy when you can't move very much. And I'm, I'm going to find, I'm gonna, hey, guys, look, there's a bird over there. And as everybody looks, I'm going to get in the water first. 
I'm going to find a way to get in. But this guy has a reaction that most of us have whenever we are challenged to get healthy in our life. It's here's what it is. And here's, here's the options you have this year. Ready? Number one is that you can make excuses or you can make progress, but you can't make both. And there's a lot of you guys, as soon as I said the word, let's get healthy, and you looked at those six areas, you go, oh, there's a reason I can't do that. Oh, no, 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 you don't understand. You don't understand my history. You don't understand my, my biology. You don't understand how I was raised. You don't understand who my parents were. You don't understand who my lack of father or the father I had or the boss that I have or nobody sees it in me. And it's just like this guy. Everybody gets it, but I don't get it. We got a lot of excuses of why we're in the spot we're in. And my challenge for you is stop making excuses and make some progress this year. Let's move forward this year. Excuses come to all of us. We all have it. I, I was thinking about my daughter um, asked, I said, hey, did you clean your room the other day? And she's like, she's like, no, I didn't clean my room. I said, well, why didn't you clean your room? She said, well, because I think of my room as a piece of art. <laughs> and she's, she said, it's a piece of art and you just don't mess with art, you know? And I said, well, that's, that's really brilliant, but all that art's going to a thrift store if you don't, <laughs> you don't clean it up. Immediately, I'm like, how quickly we come up with some kind of reason why we can't do it. And, and I think for far too long, we've been coming up with excuse after excuse after excuse. And can I encourage you is throw out the excuses and believe what God says over your life. Believe that you can move forward, that you can get better, it can get healthier. I, I think of Moses. You know Moses, who, who was the guy who uh, God called him to, to save the people that were in slavery. Exodus chapter 3. Speaking through a burning bush, the Lord said to him, and says, I have indeed seen the misery of the people of Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So now go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? His first thing was, oh, God, 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 you got the wrong person. You don't know who you're speaking to right now. He goes on to tell him, if you don't know the story, he tells him how uh, I can't speak very well and, and I don't have any tools that you get. There's nothing, how am I gonna, they're gonna know that you sent me. He's got excuse after excuse after excuse. And this is what we all do when God wants to do something in our life. We throw out excuses instead of raising our faith to believe God. So here's what I've realized. Write down your notes because fear always responds to God with but. But. I know, I know you want the marriage to get better, but we tried that before. We tried counseling. It doesn't work. But, you know, I've served, but, but I didn't find a like, the, I, didn't, I, I didn't like this spot. And, but I, I've given, but I know God wants me to give, but I've tried this before and I'll wait till I get out of this situation I'm in first. No, we always respond with but. That's the fear mentality. But here's the faith mentality. The faith responds with yes. Yes. God, I don't understand it. I don't know how it's going to be possible. I don't know what it is. But if you say that I can get healthy, then I respond with yes. And I don't know if there's anybody that's listening to this today. And you've, you've thrown out the butt a bunch of different times. But how about today and this year you say yes to God. Yes to whatever he says. Yes to whatever he wants you to do. Let us be a church that says yes to him. Come on, give him better praise. Amen, church. we got to say yes to him. I love this idea because you can stay in your excuses or you can move forward. Look what happens to our guy, verse eight. Then Jesus said to him, get up, 
pick up your mat and walk. Pause right there. If, I, if I'm the guy, I'm like, whoa, 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 where's the miracle first? Where's the miracle first? Like, like uh, you have to heal me first. But that's not how God works. And then once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and he walked. There's this whole idea that we, we want God to do the miracle, but God doesn't always give us the miracle first. He gives us the word first. Listen to this. He, he says, I'm going to start with the word. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to start to get up. And as you get up, the miracle happens. You're missing the miracle because you won't make the first move. And a lot of you guys, you've been waiting for year after year after year going, well, if God wants to heal me, he'll heal me. And the fact is, is that God's been wanting to heal you. You just haven't done your part first. So write it down your notes this way. Number two is that this year, here's what I want you to do. I want you to focus on the natural, the things that only you can do, and trust God with the supernatural. Let's trust him that this year, we're going to focus on, you know, I'm going to do my part, and I'm going to trust God to do his part, and, and I'm not going to be frustrated when God doesn't do his part on, his, on my timing. I'm going to trust his timing, but I'm also going to live in such a way that I understand that, listen, when God tells me to do something, I'm going to do it, and I'm just going to believe that as I take a step, God's going to honor it. So there's so many of you guys are like, I just need a miracle this year, Aaron. I need a job. I need a job, God, give me a job. And God is saying, apply for the job. <laughs> Plenty of them out there. Like, well, if God wants to give it to me, he can give it, that's not how he works. You apply for the job. And then you show up a few minutes early to the interview. And you like brush your hair a little bit. Put a little deodorant on. Like, like do your part. And watch how God will do his part in this. I just, I, God, I, I just don't, God never speaks to me. Read your Bible. Yeah. Yeah. He's spoken a lot in this already. I just, I just need God to speak. Well, he has. Like, like, open it up. You do your part, God will do his part. I'm just so tired of being single. I just need God to give me my Boaz. You know, my, my, I need my man. Look around the room. It's packed full of young, healthy, good looking. Some of them very rich. Single people, I don't know what you're waiting on. Work the room a little bit here at Radiant. Walk around during worship. If the hand's up, there's no ring on it, free game. You go for it. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, somewhat. <laughs> Do your part. Let me give you a story. All right, I've, I've never heard this before in my life until this last week. There's a guy by the name of Nation. He's in the one of the begats of the Bible. So he's in Jesus' lineage. But the only verse in the Bible just says that Nation begat blah, blah, blah. That's all we hear about this guy. So if you read it, that's why you got to read your Bible slowly because there's so much rich stuff behind all of it. So if you read it, you just say this is some random guy that nobody's ever heard of. Well, the tradition is there's a book called the Talmud. The Talmud is a book thousands of years old. It has a lot of Jewish tradition, Jewish, Jewish understandings and, and stories that were passed down. It's not like the inspired word of God, but it's a great book of great insight. So the Talmud talks about this guy named Nation. And he says it like this. It gives us a story of who he was. Now stay with me. 
it says that he was a guy who was one of the leaders of the Benjamites, that's one of the 12 tribes, that left Egypt and goes into the promised land. So Nation is one of the leaders. The, the story goes in the Talmud that he's one of the leaders, and he's there at the Red Sea when there's a Red Sea in front of them, and there's, the Egyptians are chasing them down. You all know the story. You've seen the movie, right? And the, the Egyptians are chasing them down. So God tells Moses to do what? Take his staff. Raise it up over this Red Sea, and the sea splits in two. Now, that's what's in the movies, and we think that's what happens. But in Jewish tradition, the sea doesn't split in two when Moses raised his staff. It didn't split in two, and then there was a guy by the name of Nation, and he steps into the water. And tradition tells us that he stepped again and again, and then he got up to his knees, and he got to his thighs, and then it got to his chest, and it got to his face, and it wasn't until his head was about underwater that the water split in two. And so everybody is waiting for the sea to split, but only nation is the one that gets into the water and says, I'm gonna walk until it does. Can I encourage some people around Tampa Bay today? You gotta stop waiting for the sea to split. If God said it, he will do it. You do your part and let God do his part. And I'm gonna keep walking and keep believing and keep giving until God does it. Can you give them better praise than that today, church? It'll happen. You just gotta keep wading in that water. And here's what's the truth, ready? That the first step is always the hardest step. Always in your life. So you throw out the cigarettes, it's hard a step. You, you, you get on the Bible reading plan, it's a hard step. You, you delete the social media apps off your phone. It's a hard step, but I'm telling you, it, it might be the hardest step, but it's crucial for you to be all that God's called you to be. Habakkuk says it this way, when it comes to our goals, when it comes to vision, when it comes to plans, it's a new year, so here's what you need to do. He says, write the vision and make it plain. So I know it's up here in you. You go, well, I know what I need to change this year. Forget about what's up here. Write it down. Write it down somewhere. Something that'll hold you accountable. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to put it in your notes today. It's simply this phrase. It said, my life would be healthier if I, and here's the natural thing, okay? So, so I'm gonna believe God that if I did these things, if I start this thing or if I stop this thing, my life would be healthier. Don't write in here like, hey, I want a better marriage. No, no, no. A better marriage is a hope. It's not a goal. Does that make sense? A goal always has to be specific. So a better marriage is, okay, I'm going to go to counseling. I'm going I'm to go to XO conference. We're going to start praying together. We're going to read a book together. Uh, I'm, you know, uh, I'm going to lose weight this year. That's, that's a hope. That's not a goal. A goal is I'm going to walk this many hours, I mean miles in a day, not hours or whatever we want to walk. I'm going to reduce my calorie intake. I'm going to find a way to start a healthy cycle in my life so they can be all that God's called to me. And some of you, you just need to stop some stuff. Honestly, there's a word for some people. Get off the grid. 21 days. Get off social media. Turn off the news. It's toxic in your life. Find ways that you can be healthier. And I want you to fill that thing in in the last few minutes we have together. Let's finish our story out. Ready? Verse 9. It says, the day on which he, that took place was the Sabbath. And so the Jewish leader said to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath, the law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, the man who made me well, he made me healthy, 
said to me, pick up your mat and walk. Let me just remind everybody in here, it's not Aaron Burke, it's not Radiant Church, it's not some good podcast or some good routine that's gonna bring you healthy. It is only by Jesus and his sacrifice and his involvement in our life. He's still the one that makes us healthy and makes us whole and makes us all that we're called to be. Can I hear a good amen today, church? He's the one that's still healing people's lives. And so they asked him, who is this fella? Come on, you know they're Southern. Who calls it? Fella. Who's this fella? Where is that fellow at? That's not what they said, but you got the idea. It was Jesus had slipped away into the crowd. And it says like this in verse 14. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, see, you are well again. Look, I restored. And some of you guys, this is going to be the year where God restores some things that the enemy has stolen off your life. So you get healthy and you get whole. You're going to see how he made you well again. And then he gives this phrase. Look at this phrase. So stop sinning. Yikes. Some of you, guys, you wouldn't need as many miracles as you need in your life if you just stopped the cycle of sin that you've got going on. You keep getting the same issue again and again and again. You're like, God, please help me. I'm in a financial crunch. He's like, well, you keep going to Starbucks. Stop. Stop those bad habits. Stop that bad routine. Stop that, bad, that toxic relationship. Stop that stuff. And he says, and if you don't stop it, something worse may happen to you. It's not a threat. It's the reality. It's a reality. Listen, and a lot of you guys, you want a miracle, and I believe God will give it to you over the next 21 days. But the miracle will, this is how I wrote it. Number three is simply this. It's that the miracle, it always starts. It always starts with a miracle. But it's always sustained through our habits. So a lot of you guys, you you want a miracle, and I think God will give it to you. But the miracle is not what's going to sustain you. Your habits and your routine will. So that's why you need next Sunday. That's why you need the habits of Jesus going, what are those things that are going to sustain me so I can live this out long term in my life? Write it down your notes this way because we are all just one habit away from a healthier life. Just one habit away. One habit away. One, one thing that you can do away from a healthier life. That's why 21 days of prayer and fasting helps us. It shakes us out of our rut, puts us right in there where we need to be with God. One of the best habits that I'm just going to give you in the last minute I have with you that I've applied to my life. I've done it for over 20 years. It's changed my life. And this is the first time as a church we're doing it church-wide, all of us together. So I want you to jump in. It's day two today, but I think you can make up for it and do day one and day two today. And, uh, and it's simply that you're on a, a, a daily Bible reading plan. And this year we're reading through the whole Bible together. Whole Bible together. Maybe you've never done it before. It'll change your life. And here's what it does. Uh, so I completed day two this morning. It takes about 10 minutes, literally 10 minutes of your time. And you'll be able to read through the whole Bible this year. And I want you to do it. And it's not just any Bible reading plan. We're all on the same one. So how do you find it? You scan that QR code right now. So at all locations, come on, bring that phone out. Scan that QR code. And I want you to jump on. A lot of our community pages on Facebook, they have uh, groups where you can uh, do this thing together. I think they allow groups up to about 150 people together. So some of our campuses are doing that. We have some here at South Tampa. Maybe you have some friends you want to do it with to keep accountable. Every day, read God's word. It's a habit that you can put in your life that'll change your life. And and I'm telling you, it'll bring you to a place with God that you've never been before. Start it out. Start it today. All right, last verse and then we're done. Bible says in Galatians chapter six, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. He says, a man reaps what he sows. So you will get to the end of this year and you will be the consequence of whatever you do right now. 
He says, whoever sows to their flesh will of their flesh reap destruction. So if you keep feeding yourself that toxic stuff, that issue, the struggles you keep doing in your life, you're going to be destroyed. But whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. I want you to reap life, health, abundance this year. So let us not become weary in doing good because you're going to want to quit. You're going to want a donut. You're going to want to jump on the social media. You're going to want to. You're going to want to find all these things to get back into that old lifestyle. But you're going to. You're going to not grow weary in doing good for in proper time. You will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So don't give up. It'll pay off if you start some healthy habits right now. Last fill in the blank. Ready? Is that bad habits? They always come back to bite us. And y'all know that. You know those things that you should have broke years ago? And they come back to bite you. You've got struggles ever since because of those things. But here's some good news for you. Ready? The good news is that good habits always come back to bless us. So if you'll sow into your spirit, take the next 21 days and show up for Saturday morning prayers and get on that Bible reading plan. Get at Revival Nights. Watch how you feed your spirit and you're going to be blessed in how the Lord will bring it right back into your life. You do the natural. Watch God do the supernatural. Can I hear a good amen today, church? Here's what I want you to do. You got that prayer card? I'm giving you 15 more seconds. Make sure you write that prayer request on it. You got to think, hundreds of people are going to be praying over these cards on Saturday. So we're going to believe God for the miracle that you need in your life. All right, we got them. I need everybody to stand to your feet right now. Take that card in your hand. On these cards represent family members who are far from God, people who are sick and in the hospital, people who are battling cancer, people who are struggling in their faith, marriages that are, that are struggling. Well, so much is going on in your life right now. And I'm believing God that we have to serve a miracle working God. The same Jesus that walked into that, that festival in Jerusalem is the same Jesus that can walk into whatever situation you're in in your life today. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to present your request to God. And let's start those 21 days right now and make this into a prayer meeting. Take that card. Come on, stretch it up to heaven right now. Let's have a moment. Lord, you see the, the needs that are represented. Lord, hundreds of hands raised right now. Lord, representing children who need to come back to the faith. Lord, people who are struggling in their minds and they need addictions broken. Lord, people who are struggling in their bodies and, and with ailments and issues. And Lord, we pray that you would be a healing God, a miracle working God, that you would turn it all around for your good. We believe over these next 21 days for breakthrough, breakthrough, and breakthrough. And we trust the miracle is happening as we do the natural that you'll do the supernatural. In Jesus' name, we pray. Come on, let's sing it one more time before we go today. Now my fortress, you go before us. Nothing can separate You shine in the shadows. You Power of our You shine in the shine.
you to do, just close your eyes real quick. It'll be your healthiest year yet, if, if it's your healthiest year spiritually. It all starts in this moment right now. If you're not where you need to be with God, this is the perfect opportunity for you to return to Him, give your life to Him. If you're far from God, I just want you to know He wants to welcome you home. This is your time to surrender your life to Him and say, today's the day I'm making a decision to follow Jesus. It's the best decision you'll ever make with your life. So I want you to respond in faith. If that's you, on the count of three, I want you to respond by throwing that hand up and saying, today's my day. I'm, gonna, I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm coming to faith in Him. And, and I believe that we're going to make a decision today to say, you know what? I'm giving Jesus my life, and I believe He'll meet you right there in that seat. If that's you, on the count of three, throw that hand up. One, two, three. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Dozens of hands. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So many people making this decision. How about we all pray this prayer out loud? Let's pray it together. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts, that's when we'll be saved. So let's confess our need for a Savior. But don't just say it with your mouth. Say it with your heart too. Say, dear Jesus, come on, say it loud. Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. Thank you for dying for me. Forgive my past my present and my future i turn to you you are my lord and you are my savior and for the rest of my life i'm going to follow you in jesus name we pray and everybody that believes it says come on let's celebrate those who just made the best decision thank you for listening to the radiant church podcast for service times or giving options visit us at weareradiant.com